Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Okay. What's up, PB? How are Yo, you? What's up? What's up? What's up? A couple of things. We're at Ava Bella Day Spa first off, and I don't know if you wanted me to get you one um, Christmas retreat upgrades or two. And then secondly, trying to figure out what's uh, going on for grievances because we have a contest. It is Festivus today, Pat. We're celebrating Festivus a little early. And the best list of three grievances wins a $100 gift card to Ava Bella Day Spa. And I got a few offerings. You got to email them the zone. At 1037thebuzz.com, and the winner will take home a $100 gift card from our friends at Ava Bella. But uh, anyway, you got any grievances from the year that was? I got a lot of problems with you people. Um, Do I have grievances? <laughs> no, You're not I much actually, of a complainer. No, I've been trying to focus on the good stuff. I've been, been trying to spread the holiday cheer. Um, you know, driving... Uh, on the road amongst these animals, there's is probably always the thing that comes to mind. I haven't had too many grievances uh, flying the friendly skies, thankfully. Yeah. So that good. That, that's been pretty good. Um, other than that, man, you know, I just um, I I I I guess the only grievance is I hate the fact that when you eat too much, you get fat. I mean, can't we? Yeah, it's really not fair. Pill for that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, I got a few grievances about the way Arkansas played on Saturday, Pat, and I was really disappointed because after the Oklahoma game, I thought after what I heard from Coach, sounded like they were going to rededicate themselves, especially to defending the perimeter, and I thought they would come out with great effort, you know, in front of North Little Rock uh, and the crowd there, and you know, get some local connection guys with KK getting a start, and obviously Devo, our guy, getting in there. And yet they come out and uh, just got outplayed most of the day by Hofstra. What am I to think of this team right now, Pat? What am I? What am I gonna? What am I gonna well, think Cole, of this team at the end of the year? Must hit on a few interesting things, and it's been fun. Listen, I listened to the coaches' show last night, and you know you can look at the box score and see how so many shots at the rim for Hofstra, and. A lot of that is, and he brought up Connor Vanover, but the thing is, if you have perimeter players who can prevent dribble penetration, and I've always said this, you know what I say about dribble penetration, the most devastating move in all of basketball. If you have a guy that can put pressure on the defense with the dribble, everything's going to collapse. And so a lot of the issues starts defending the ball screen. And something interesting that Coach uh, Must said uh, last night was, in a lot of these non-conference games, you're going to be matched up with a lot of mid-major teams who, and you see a lot of them on the games that you call, they sort of have the in-between players. You know, the guys that maybe are 6'5 to, to 6'7. They, because of, you know, they're not uber-athletic, they, they have to develop other certain skills. And so they create matchup problems a lot of times. Um for for the traditional 
Power Five team. So it's good to play these games. It's good to play against teams like that because you're going to have to defend the high ball screen. But he, you know, it was interesting. He felt like in SEC play, uh, they they're probably not going to be seeing as good three point shooting teams as they've seen uh, in some of the non conference games. So it was a lot of interesting things. So I think. Yeah, a lot of the defense starts at the perimeter. Really, I guess is what I'm saying. How, and a lot, if not all. How, how long do you think he tinkers with the lineup, Ab? Because again, we we didn't see Vanover on the floor at all. He didn't play the entire game, and yeah. KK starts, and he'd been playing a minute or two. You know, it looks like they're trying to work Jackson Robinson in the rotation a little more significantly because we've heard from Devo and others that kid's a great shooter and and really can be uh, has been the best shooter for them, at least in practices because we haven't seen a lot of him in games. But how long do you, I guess, are you comfortable just tinkering with it all the way through the non-con schedule? See, I think it's important for them to find a guy who is going to say, um, we're going to get stops. We're going to get stops. Like, as much like they scored 81 points is enough to win a lot of basketball games, if not the majority of your games. That, was, that wasn't the issue. It's, it's so... Jackson Robinson could be the greatest shooter since Larry Joe Bird. Is that going to solve their problems, though? Because right now, um, they're like 301 out of 352 in defending the three-point shot. So now I know I, I feel like I know Musk pretty good, and his teams have always emphasized defense. And then they get creative on offense, right? He's able to, like, find the mismatches and the advantages from an offensive standpoint, tactician-wise. So, like, where is that guy um, that's going to demand everybody to lock down? You know, and that's that, to me, is where it begins. Is it is it going to be you – know, I, I feel like physically, Devonta, Devo is six foot four, long as long could be, you know – and, and Chris likes is it could be a little water bug guy that's just a pest. JD Note, you see him; he's a strong looking kid. So I think it starts with just the mentality of we're going to lock this down, and until they get there, man, it's um, it's it's going to be it's, it's going to be rough. I think. Well, the problem is again. A lot of times you play these schools, and for many people, it's like, well, they're not a household name, but they're a really good team, and they're going to have a chance to win their league and maybe make it to the NCAA tournament. I don't know if Hofstra falls under that heading. I'm very confident in saying that Elon doesn't. The Phoenix are 3-9. Uh, and nine. Arkansas hasn't played these guys in 20 years. Do you know who the leading scorer was for Arkansas the last time they played them? And, by the way, Arkansas only won by 11 when they played them back in 2001. It was almost exactly 20 years ago, December 29th of 2001. Do you know who the leading scorer was for the Hogs, Pat? I'm going to say it was either Joe Johnson, Brandon Dean, Sagario Gibson, or... Go no further. Brandon Dean it was. 20 points, Brandon 4 steals. Dino. They forced 27 turnovers in the game. <laughs> Do you know that team? I was looking up a lot of these three-point shooting numbers because everybody yeah, feels like the game, you know, with Steph Curry at three-point shooting. And if you look at the history, and I was just able to dive into the Razorbacks... You know, the top, I think one or two of the top ten seasons of made three-point shots has been in the last couple couple years. Okay. It's like 2000, you know, like 
the, the mid to late 90s and early 2000s is when the Razorbacks have shot and made more three-pointers than any time in, the, in their history. And furthermore, I'll go back even furthermore, the overall scoring in college basketball is down from like 25 years ago. So when people kind of say, oh, the game is it's the game is never changed. It's always the same. Um, and it was evident against Hofstra. It's not about threes. We made 12 threes, really somewhat late. It's about can you stop? Can you stop easy mm-hmm. shots and can you get easy shots? Period. That's it. Hmm. That's the well, name of the game, boys. Makes- yeah, they make 10 threes a game, basically, so this will be a good test for Arkansas against a lesser-than opponent, but, you know, they do something that has been a bugaboo for Arkansas, so we'll see if their defense at the perimeter can be a little better tonight, and that's, uh, that would be encouraging, I would think. Pat, Arkansas's SEC schedule is very, very uh, backloaded, heavily backloaded. I mean, the first nine backloaded. out of ten games in the SEC are against some of their easier opponents. They have to take advantage of the SEC schedule starting things out. Because the back end is, I think, seven out of their last eight games are against teams that are ranked right now or against the upper echelon of the SEC. So you better make hay those first ten games in your SEC schedule. My question for you is how quickly can can a coach turn it around when they're struggling like this because they can't afford to get off to a slow start in the SEC and, and think that they're going to get on a run at the end of their schedule. You, you have to, and I'll go back to last year only because – you sort of got a similar situation with some transfers and some young guys, although um, having J.D. Note, Devo, and Jalen Williams coming back is huge. But last year, it was – I remember they took a loss at Tennessee, uh, 74-79. In that game, you could kind of see the identity. That was January 6th. So they start last year out, beat Auburn. Uh, lose to Mizzou, and and then lose to Tennessee. And then a couple games later, you remember they took that 30-point just beat down by Bama. Um, and then after that, things started clicking. So that was early January. So my point is, two weeks from now, that's when last year they started going on their run. It was about mid-January. And that's when they had the come to Jesus meeting, and they, you know, won. I think it was like maybe nine out of the next ten, and, and throughout like mid January to like mid February, wasn't it? Because I remember thinking how they hadn't lost for like a month. It was something just crazy. If you guys remember last year, so um, you know they 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 were able to go from a team with no identity last year to a team clearly defines roles and you knew what guys were expected to do so and that happened mid-january last year you know what i mean it's and it was enough it was enough they were able to dig themselves out of out of the hole i was writing down the schedule last night on my calendar at work and i was like well this looks like a good start for arkansas well, this looks even this is a good, really good start for arkansas and these nine you know nine out of ten not bad at you all know, too, though, and then but, you get to but, february pat listen to this auburn at alabama at Missouri, Tennessee at Florida, Kentucky, LSU at Tennessee. Nine of those ten teams right there, ranked teams that are just going to be brutal down the stretch. Yeah, and let me tell you, at Mississippi State, Mississippi State is a team that's going to be fighting for a 
um, tournament spot. Vanderbilt, yes, they've they kind of got their issues, but Texas A and M is is playing. His they can they they lead the SEC and made three point field goals. They're making like ten or them and Bam. I think actually they they do lead in overall. So uh, there is no very there's no off night in the SEC. We knew that going in, fellas. This was as strong of a of a league. Probably it looks like seven teams. Uh, you know, been pretty consistent in, in up to this point in playing the tournament, and you could get eight um, in. So the whole year is going to be difficult. I mean, I'd like to look at the schedule and say, you know, because obviously that's what we do, and say, yeah, this one, this, that. But uh, you, you just you never know. You never know how things are going to yeah. shake out. True. Uh, I got a note here from our buddy Neil Daypap, our old pro buddy from uh, Pine Bluff, who's now working with Simmons Bank. Said he graduated from Elon, his alma mater. Oh, so hopefully wow. he's uh, hopefully he's rooting for the Hogs tonight. But still, that's pretty cool. He's our only. Uh, only Will guy the Phoenix guy, rise? So. Hopefully not. If they get their fourth win tonight, we're going to be in big, big trouble for the rest of the season. <laughs> Steve says, question for Pat B on Asher Record Live fan feedback. Doesn't Must have to take responsibility at some point? For some of the issues, he's always talking about poor effort or shooting, which always puts it on his players. Yeah, and I think he mentioned that in the clip I heard was they're trying to figure it out in practice who 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 can from a defensive standpoint. I mean, there's there's at some point it's not like he's not telling. <laughs> it's not like they're they're in practice um, not trying to explain how to defend. The three-point line. It's like he said at the beginning of the year. He's like, we're doing the same defensive drills we did when we when we, when they led the nation in three-point shooting defense. He said, we're doing the same drills. So what's the difference? You tell me. Yeah. Well, then you have to get into like uh, basketball IQ. You know, we're teaching the same thing. These guys just start picking it up. Must be on them. I think the biggest difference is the That's size the of their guards. Their guards are shorter now and. Teams yeah, are getting off that three-point shot. Chris likes his Jalen Tate's, you know, Jalen Tate is tall guard. You yeah. know, and put him with Devo and, of course, but Moses you have to Brody, have a different mentality though. But that's that's like the thing I was saying last night is, if you are shorter, okay, like I'll talk about Kareem Reed because I play with. I him think I can speak to this Pat. Day. Why don't you leave this to the expert? <laughs> but Kareem knew yeah. he didn't have the great size and length. So what did he have to do? He was chest to chest with you from baseline to baseline. He used his strength and he used his quickness so that anybody, any opponent was like, I don't even want this guy to guard me. So then, yeah, Jalen Tate, <laughs> Moses Moody, they have great length. So they can recover quick. That's why Devo Davis, yeah, he can recover quicker and defend and close out on a three-point shot better than Chris Likes can. So Chris Likes better make sure he uses his anticipation, speed, strength, yeah. whatever he is to get his advantage. Um, so so that's why I say it it is a, a lot of times the player. It's like just go out and do it. Like you don't want to have to be coached, overcoached as a player. You don't want to have to come into practice every day and have the coach break down defense for two hours for you. <laughs> it's like that's the last thing mm-hmm. you want. So how do you stop that? How do you prevent that? Go out and stop them in the game. Yeah. Practicing defense isn't he- fun, but you got to do it if you don't no. do it in the game. That's a good point. PB, we're going to have to go. Uh, listen, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and I appreciate you always. You know that, and we'll look forward to bringing in the new year with you next week and hopefully recapping a big win for Arkansas and 
starting to turn the page in SEC play. All right, can I get a little uh, Christmas time in Hollis, Queens? Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Chicken and collard greens. I imagine you can, no problem. That was one of our Thank best you, karaoke performances. You missed this year, Pat. We did uh, kind of a uh, stripped-down version of Christmas karaoke over at South on Main. It's my so favorite much fun. It would have been great. Buddy, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. I wish you'd have been there. Uh, by the way, Christian really showed some skills. I was impressed. Yes, Wes? When he says stripped-down version, he doesn't mean literally stripping down. Yes. Yeah. I'm, pro, no. I'm pro stripped-down version of everything. Yeah. Radio. It was fun. Christmas I did. Uh, I busted out some Ice Cube, Pat. You'd have been impressed, I think. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. The Cube. Always, always a crowd pleaser. No doubt. Absolutely. We appreciate, uh, appreciate Don having us over there, and certainly it was nice to raise a little money for our friends at Youth Home. I got a note this morning, too. I want to remind people you can still donate. Uh, before we let you go, I got to thank our friends at River City Flooring as well, PB, for sponsoring the segment. We love them. Yes, appreciate them, everything they do for the buzz and for the zone. And uh, try to keep your shirt on there this time. Okay. I'll do it. You don't remember, do you? I don't know anything about it. How soon we forget. We forget. You get your back all by design. Here. Oh, that's right. I'm going to do that again today. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, that, we're do, that's my feet of strength, Pat. That's how we're going to end Festivus today. I'm going to get my back waxed. You were bleeding, yeah. I think, from all your pores. That was man. my Take chest. No, my chest oh. waxed. It was brutal. That oh, was it, was, it was the most painful thing of all time, oh. other than that heartbreak I had in seventh grade when little Susie wouldn't uh, wouldn't give me the time of day. Yeah, you anyway. showed her, pal. Yeah, look at me. Uh, all right, bro. Well, listen, have a great Christmas. We appreciate right. you. Love you, buddy, and uh, we'll talk all to you right, next buddy. week. All right, love you, buddy. Talk, guys. All right, see you.